It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. I came across an extraordinary, unusual story from a news outlet in Europe, a European news outlet. Now, parental discretion is advised for this broadcast, for this presentation. I don't want any little ones to listen to this This presentation, as I'll I'll be discussing something very unusual, very perverse that you need to be aware of, you adults, that is. So I'm asking parents, if you have little ones around listening to this presentation, to this broadcast, you may want to have them step out for a moment until the broadcast is over. I trust your judgment. However... Let me just be honest with you. What I'm going to discuss is gruesome. It's something that needs to be exposed. And in my recent email updates, I'm revealing what occurred not that long ago in my new Freedom Fighter training moment, teaching moment section of my email updates. And it was titled... It is titled, Idolatry is Demonism and It Kills. Idolatry is Demonism and It Kills. I'm going to speak about a man. His name is Nico Jenkins, who's a worshiper of an Egyptian, an ancient Egyptian serpent god. And let it be known, let me preface by saying, these are not gods, obviously. Now, they're they're taken upon the form of a god, of a deity, of a higher power. In reality, they're demons, they're devils, unclean spirits, they're evil spirits. In many cases, these are principalities, higher level kind of evil spirits that are desiring worship, false worship. They're desiring to lead masses of people, billions of people, astray, lead them 
from the one true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lead people, souls, away from true life that's found in Jesus. Lead them away and point them to ugliness, to perversion, to things that are beastly and of this earth. It marvels me, my friends. As I travel the world, it, it, still, it still marvels me. As I entered various lands, especially those lands where there, there's outright paganism, idolatry, visibly right in your face. Places like in Southeast Asia and Thailand or places I visited in India, many other countries around the world, in Africa, in South America, where you actually will see raw demonism, raw idolatry. And let me, let me make it very clear, idolatry is demonism. And I'll point this out from a biblical standpoint very clearly in a moment. But idolatry is demonism. But it, it's, it's shocking to see so many billions of people enslaved still in this modern day to idolatry. Things, people actually offering sacrifices and, and providing offerings to man-made objects. It's extraordinary. It's sad. It's heartbreaking. I'll never forget years ago, my wife and I were in Bangkok, Bangkok, Thailand. Very small percentage of the nation is believers, consists of believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. A vast majority of Buddhists and a large segment of Hindus and animists. I, I, I'll never forget that day when my wife and I crossed a street and ministered Hindu temple. And what we observed and witnessed was astounding. I'll never forget this one lady that, that was within the Hindu temple with a deep desire to, to honor one of the many Hindu gods and goddesses literally ran across the street, went to a, a vendor, a street vendor, purchased a bottle of water. Now, this lady looked like she was a homeless lady, poor, extremely poor, impoverished. Didn't have much money, obviously, but spent the little money she had on a bottle of water, not for herself, not for herself but for one of the Hindu gods and goddesses. She actually offered it. But there was many people burning incense, offering toys and coins and, and food, fruits and vegetables. And, and in this particular case, a woman offering a bottle of water to a demonic, de uh, demonic being, a demonic entity that enjoyed, that immensely enjoyed being honored. There's a spiritual dynamic behind idolatry you need to be aware of, especially in our modern day. And those of you in the Western societies of the world, places like in, in Europe, Western Europe, and here in North America and Australia, those of you who may not be so familiar with this idolatry, idol worshiping, let's not be naive. It's right in our 
lands also. Basically, the whole world is being dominated and being attacked, and many spirits of idolatry are invading the lands, even the Western societies of the world. For the church is not standing up and doing its job and speaking out on idolatry. It's astonishing. As I look at Scripture, it's a, the Old Testament in particular, and in the New Testament, in the Old Testament there are so many references to God's utter hatred for idolatry. The Apostle Paul makes it very clear, which I'm going to read in, in, in greater depth here in a moment, in 1 Corinthians 10, he makes it very clear that we ought to flee from idolatry. That's a command. We ought to flee. That's God's holy word speaking. We ought to flee from idolatry. And yet you see many in our day embracing Delving into, indulging in idolatry. And when you indulge, when you delve, and when you immerse and embrace idolatry, you're embracing demonic beings, entities. These are not deities. These are not higher level powers. These are demons. Now, they take upon the form of a god. They take upon the form of a goddess. But in reality, these are evil spirits. And they're enjoying that, that false worship given over to them. In fact, it energizes them. And there's much to say, be said about the spiritual dynamics of idolatry, which I'm going to discuss somewhat on tonight's uh, presentation. But that Nico uh, Jenkins, he was in the news recently. His story is very unusual. It's perverse. It's gruesome. You need to know what happened to him and what he's doing because he's not alone. There's millions, billions, just like him, doing the same things. Thus allowing more demons to enter their own lives and into our lands. We need to be prepared. We need to be aware that idolatry is demonism, and it kills. And that's exactly what we're going to discuss on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I will be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with a portion of scripture taken to heart by every real-life Jesus freak. It's in 1 Peter chapter 4. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when His glory is revealed. You see, Peter saw suffering for his faith as a privilege. After his final arrest and sentencing, Peter announced he was not worthy to be crucified in the same position as his Savior, and requested to die on the cross upside down. How about you? What will be your final request? How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. Preaching the gospel in Iran results in a death sentence. 
The Voice of the Martyrs' contacts reported that the Assize Court of the province of Gilan, Iran, officially charged Pastor Youssef Nardarkhani with apostasy. The court said the pastor is an apostate because he believes in Jesus and has shared his faith with others. The court files say Pastor Yusuf has denied the prophethood of the great prophet of Islam and the rule of the sacred religion of Islam. He's proven his apostasy by organizing evangelistic meetings and inviting others to Christianity, establishing a house church, baptizing people, along with expressing his faith to others and denying Islamic values. Let the Voice of the Martyrs bring you testimonies of today's heroes of the faith. Subscribe to VOM's free monthly newsletter at 875-VOICE. That's 875-V-O-I-C-E. Call 875-VOICE. The Voice of the Martyrs, the Christian nonprofit organization. Preaching the gospel in Iran results in a death sentence. The Voice of the Martyrs' contacts reported that the Assize Court of the province of Gilan, Iran, officially charged Pastor Youssef Nardarkhani with apostasy. The court said the pastor is an apostate because he believes in Jesus and has shared his faith with others. The court files say Pastor Youssef has denied the prophethood of the great prophet of Islam and the rule of the sacred religion of Islam. He's proven his apostasy by organizing evangelistic meetings and inviting others to Christianity, establishing a house church, baptizing people, along with expressing his faith to others and denying Islamic values. Let the Voice of the Martyrs bring you testimonies of today's heroes of the faith. Subscribe to VOM's free monthly newsletter at 875-VOICE. That's 875-V-O-I-C-E. Call 875-VOICE. The Voice of the Martyrs, the Christian nonprofit organization. about it. Idolatry is demonism and it kills. I'm going to get to that extraordinary story I came across recently regarding this Mr. Jenkins, a a worshiper of an ancient Egyptian god, a demon, here in a moment. But the scripture so clearly teaches God's hatred for idolatry, God's utter hatred idolatry. And my friends, I want you to take this seriously. God is speaking. They have provoked me to jealousy. They have moved me to anger by their foolish idols. This is found in Deuteronomy chapter 32. If you look at verse 17, an extraordinary passage that points to the connection and to the spiritual demonic supernaturalism that exists within idolatry. Well, before we even get to verse 17, verse 16. They provoked him to jealousy with foreign gods. With the abominations, they provoked him to anger. They sacrificed to demons, not to God. 
to gods they did not know. Hmm. To new gods, to new arrivals that your fathers did not fear. They sacrificed to demons and not to God, to gods they did not know. Scripture is pretty clear. When one sacrifices to an idol, offers to an idol, they're actually offering to a demon power. Keep that in mind. Idolatry is demonism. Now back to that story. I'm looking at the picture of this man, 29 years old. This is a man that lives in the United States here in North America. This is not happening in some remote village in Africa and in Latin America, right here in the United States. A man that's 29 years of age in Nebraska, in the Midwest, who this week, he cut his penis. He's in jail because he murdered some people. But this week, he cut his penis. Why? Well, it was homage to the ancient Egyptian serpent god whom he claims to worship. See, there's people worshiping these ancient gods all over the world. Not only in some remote areas of Asia, right here in Western societies. I mean, he claimed to worship that, this deity and says it actually told him to murder those four people, that, which caused him to end up in this prison. Now, the article is... I mean, when you look at this picture, this man is terribly demonized, terribly troubled. You can see in his eyes. This man is terribly demonized. See the pain. I see the hurt. I see a lot of rebellion, obviously. A lot of rebellion. And I, I no doubt when he was conceived in his mother womb, his mother's womb, those spirits, those ancestral idolatrous spirits, because I'm of the belief that no doubt they probably went right, right. They were trafficking right down that family ancestral bloodline, and it got into Mr. Jenkins' conception, and just drove him to rebellion, spiritual rebellion, and to false worship. I see his pictures here. It's terrible. I wonder. I think the question I ask is: I wonder if anybody came along, any Christian. who understood deliverance and spiritual warfare, came along to help him. I don't know. That would be interesting to find out if anybody came along to try to intervene, try to cast those demons out of him and offer the love and the power of Jesus Christ. He wouldn't be in this prison. We could have prevented this tragedy to occur, these people being killed. Oh, he's back in July of 2013. He killed four people within 10 days of being released from prison in Nebraska, July 2013. Let me read the article. A few months ago, he sliced through his tongue to make it look like a snake before, smearing the blood all over the walls of his cell. Now it seems Jenkins is taking his self-mutilations below the belt. The 29-year-old psychopath who killed four people within 10 days of being released from prison in Nebraska in July of 2013 continues to worship the 
a Egyptian serpent god. This time, by re- reportedly cutting his own penis and requiring 27 stitches because of it. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> Demons are causing. I just read to you in the tour. Demons are behind idolatry. Demons got into his bloodline, no doubt because of his own spiritual rebellion, and compelled him to do these horrific acts, these horrific, gruesome self-mutilations, slicing and dicing his body. And the most, one of the most vulnerable areas of a man, his own penis, requiring 27 stitches. I mean, this man, if you see a picture of this man's covered with tattoos in reference to the ancient, this ancient Egyptian deity. I mean, he, the article says he even told court officials about the homage. I see him, he's, he's tormented. It's interesting, though, it says that correction officers have not confirmed on how Jenkins managed to do it. How did he get that knife? Or whatever he used to slice his penis. Hmm. It says it's caused a major security crackdown at the Nebraska State Prison in Lincoln as officers are trying to determine how Jenkins is finding the means to hurt himself. There are now cameras inside his cell, and a guard is stationed outside at all times, tasked at checking on Jenkins every 15 minutes. He says socks have been placed under Jenkins' door, cell door, to stop any items being passed underneath, and he's no longer allowed to shave in order to keep him from stealing razors. One state official asked a, a good question. He says, you really have to question how this keeps on happening. Nobody seems to know exactly how he's got or, or, uh, nobody seems to know exactly what he's got and how he's getting it. It's a mystery to me. And I'm guessing it's a mystery to his prison officials. How is he able to cut himself? Hmm. It says in April, Jenkins tried to carve a 666 into his forehead. But did it in front of a mirror, so it came across backwards. Hmm. It says... However, with a series of upside-down nines, Jenkins fashioned himself an entirely unique and irreversible engraving. Hmm. It says during the murder trial, shooting those ten, uh, those uh, uh, shooting dead four people back in 2013. Uh, during the trial. Jenkins was assessed by a doctor and concluded that he was a psychopath and one of the most dangerous people he had ever encountered. You know, Jesus loves this man. It sounds like this man has chosen a life of idolatry, a life of demonism. Hmm. Well, Jenkins also... He's insisted that he didn't. He didn't. He does not remember killing anyone. That's entirely possible. He's probably in these demonic trances, these ancient Egyptian spirits taking control of him. And he says that only Egyptian, an Egyptian god, 
order him in a foreign language to kill the four as human sacrifices. Horrible. Horrible, my friends, what this man has done, what he's doing to himself. Horrible. This is where idolatry will lead. It will lead to your own demonization. It will lead, could lead to you doing heinous acts. I mean, it's what demons do. You think demons are nice people? They want to kill. They want to destroy. They want to steal. They're about destruction. Satan is your adversary. His henchmen, demons, are your adversaries. They're not your friends. They are to be driven out. They're not to be invoked. They are to be driven out in the authority of Jesus Christ. Hmm. So sad. And I mentioned in my article, and I'll read a portion of it to you. Where I write one common way for evil spirits to enter the bloodline is through the sin and the evil of the worshiping and honoring of so other so called gods. In first Corinthians ten twenty. The Apostle Paul explains to the Church of Corinth that the very root of idolatry is demonism. When one sacrifices to idols, they do so to demons, he argues. That is why any element of idolatry is an automatic doorway to evil supernaturalism. And you can read the rest of the article, this teaching, if you get to my Twitter account, or if you get to any of my websites, I have it uh, placed up on the on our uh, email updates, Idolatry, Demonism, and the Kills. My friends, the fact is, we all have ancestrals, ancestors. All of us have family members somewhere in the bloodline, on your mother and father's side, somewhere, somebody participated in false worship. Somebody was led astray and honored a false god. Somebody offered something, perhaps their own blood, gave an offering, food, fruits and vegetables, coins, money, to some demonic entity. And place homage to some kind of being, spiritual force, that allowed the spirit of idolatry to enter the bloodline. And and this these these kinds of spirits of idolatry have now been transmitted through the bloodline, and many who are listening to this presentation, you're listening to my voice right now, you have them. If you've not been through deliverance yourself, if you have not been through an exorcism, if you have not participated in any in-depth curse breaking, generational curse breaking, you probably have these spirits, these wicked idolatrous spirits. That stem from some ancestor that made an oath, made a vow, made a statement, offered their lives to a false god. And there's millions of these kinds of false gods. I mean, in Hinduism alone, there's millions of gods and goddesses somewhere in the bloodline. Somebody did something. Thus, the need for you to be delivered from idolatry, from the demons of idolatry. 
for if these demons remain in your life, they're just going to be passed on to your children, to your grandchildren, and so on and so forth. It's all about staying in family bloodlines. It's all about holding aspects of your life in captivity. For if they have a right to your family, they want to stay in your family. Thus, the urgency, first and foremost, to worship the one and true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to honor the Lord Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, to love him and to worship him, and to go through a powerful deliverance to get set free from those wicked spirits of idolatry. I'm going to help you to do just that tonight on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm going to help you. I'll be right back after this brief intermission. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with news about another real-life Jesus freak. The year is 1079. No one will stand up to the tyranny of Bolslaw the Cruel, King of Poland. No one except Stanislas, Bishop of Krakow, who courageously rebukes the king. In response, the king sends soldiers to the chapel to kill Stanislas. When they rush in, swords raised, the bishop remains kneeling in prayer, and the men lower their swords. Hearing this, the king races furiously to the chapel, and he himself plunges a dagger into the bishop's heart. But in death is victory, as Boleslaw's own court unites against him, ending his tyrannous reign. For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. Hey, this is Michael Tate with news about another real-life Jesus freak. It's 1886, Uganda. Bruno Sarunkamo leads a group facing death for one reason alone. Their faith in Jesus is a threat to local authorities. But before he is burned to death, he makes a prophecy that many of his persecutors don't take seriously. Bruno says, We are going to heaven. A fountain fed from many springs will never dry up. When we are gone, others will rise up in our place. Bruno was right. Since then, many in Uganda have come to Christ, and many have been martyred. But like a fountain, God continues to raise up believers so that more and more can join Bruno in eternity. Get a global perspective from the Voice of the Martyrs. Go online to persecution.com. And it is foolishness. The beautiful passage of Isaiah 44. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no 
God. I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. There's only one true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he calls each and every human being to worship him and him alone. Hmm. If you look at verse 9, verse 8, I'm sorry, of that beautiful chapter of Isaiah 44, do not fear nor be afraid. Have I not told you from that time and declare it? You are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? Indeed, there is no other rock. I know not one. And those who make an image, all of them are useless. Hmm. Well, this whole chapter, extraordinary, speaks of the foolishness of idolatry. And perhaps you're listening to this presentation and you know that your ancestors, and you have not gone through any curse breaking. You know your ancestors participate in worship, false worship. Perhaps you have. You've honored at some point some false god. You've bowed before one. Place homage. You place your life in homage to one of the, these beings at some point. These are demons. You need a powerful deliverance. Idolatry is demonism and it kills. It will kill you. Behind idolatry is evil spirits. Behind evil spirits is murder and death. And it's ultimately what they want to do is destroy you and your family. You need to call upon the Lord Jesus Christ. First and foremost, you need to make a firm commitment. You need to be saved by the one and true God. It's simple. It's by faith and faith alone. Having been justified by faith, meaning being right with God, it's only through Jesus Christ. Romans 5.1. Having been justified by faith, we can have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Call upon him right now to say, Lord Jesus, save me. Forgive me. I repent. I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord, and I reject every false god, every vow, oath, every ritual sacrifice that I participated in, or my ancestors participated on my mother and father's side, in the authority of the blood of Jesus Christ. I renounce the spirits of idolatry, and I command them to come out of me. Now, Get out in the authority of Jesus. Leave my mind, leave my heart, leave my body. Now, in Jesus' name. Many of you around the world listening to this presentation, this unique broadcast, are being set free from the spirit of idolatry. Go in the authority of Jesus Christ. Many, many of you are yawning out, coughing, spitting out, vomiting out. Go, spirit of idolatry, and false worship the spirits of Antichrist. Out in the authority of Jesus Christ. Come out of their minds quickly. Release them now in Jesus' name. All the evil spirits of idolatry. Leave quickly. Behind those animal and human sacrifices from generations ago. Broken in Jesus' name. Now release these people and be set free. Come out quickly. Many of you, the Holy Spirit coming upon you. The fire of the living God is coming upon you. Many of you being set free. 
if you need some further help, please email me at j at jbartlett.org, j at jbartlett.org. I want to help you. And by the way, I would encourage you as to strengthen your walk with Jesus Christ, the one and true living God. I would encourage you to get to our websites. We have many. Go to jbartlett.org. Go to ifreedomfighter.org, ifreedomfighter.org. That's our training site. I mean, many of you are needing to get trained on how to cast out evil spirits, how to walk in victory. Get to ifreedomfighter.org, and you'll find an incredible amount of dozens upon dozens of courses Segments, nearly 70 segments are offered, covering many hours of teachings. I mean, at the basic level, we take, we, t- we take the time to talk about and explore systematic theology. We, we speak about curse breaking, understanding the sacraments, uh, preparation of the exorcist on how to cast out demons. We talk about the supernatural evangelistic work that we should be partaking of, the studies of the fire on the fire of the Holy Spirit. In the intermediate level, more studies on systematic theology, understanding dissociation, understanding occult phenomena, how to devil-proof your life, family, home, and ministry. We speak about physical healing, healing body and soul. In the advanced level, we get a little bit deeper. We have a course on understanding ancestral dissociation, a theology of the cults, a theology of the false religions, and then the postgraduate premier levels, we actually have a, a special class on raising the dead, special class on human interjects, and how to extract cursed objects and animals out of human bodies in the name of Jesus Christ. Extraordinary courses you're not going to find anywhere in the world, anywhere in the entire world, except right here at ifreedomfighter.org. And I would encourage you to visit, participate, join with us, and be equipped to proclaim the gospel, to heal the sick, to minister to the brokenhearted, and to drive out demons. My friends, I bless each and every one of you, for you are my friends, and we care for you in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.